from our studios in the Southern Food and Beverage Museum in New Orleans, welcome to our special Louisiana Eats podcast series, Tammany Taste Quick Bites. I'm Poppy Tooker. One of the hidden gems of St. Tammany Parish is the Tammany Trace. Originally a well-traveled corridor for the Illinois Central Railroad, today the Trace travels 31 miles through five North Shore communities accessible only by bike or on foot. At the very start of the trailhead, Sarah and Billy Rieger are waiting to welcome you at Rieger's on the Trace. Breakfast, lunch, afternoon ice cream cones, and more. It's the perfect way to begin or end your Tammany Trace adventure. You may be amazed to learn that the Rieger's culinary adventures all began on a food truck in Canada. You know, I worked years at, at Brighton's uh, restaurant uptown um, and had been there for, I want to say, a better part of 15 years, 12 years or something. And after our meeting, we became friends for a couple of years and then started dating. Um, and, you know, Sarah said she'd worked the Olympics and then was this other opportunity was presented to her in British Columbia, Canada to pretty much move to the middle of nowhere and run some ferry terminals. And um, me being head over heels in love, said, okay, let's go. Yes. <laughs> Never lived outside of the great state of Louisiana and decided to move to Powell River, British Columbia, where you have to take two boats to get to it. So uh, during that time, Billy wasn't able to work. So he was at home cooking these amazing meals for me and then well then we got married and cooking amazing meals while I was pregnant with Eloise um, but eventually what we did is we opened up a food truck in British Columbia and it was called a streetcar named New Orleans <laughs> and we just thought it was the greatest thing ever we bought this this uh <laughs> hunk of junk from uh man from the states and billy drove it back with his dad on the jump seat the whole entire way back um but we brought uh real new orleans cuisine to to victoria and i and people loved it i think that um there was a a period of time where we were really showing people what it was supposed to be like. We had a couple people think that uh, jambalaya goes on pasta, and we had... Yeah, we had a really bad review after one of the festivals we did. The jambalaya, how can you even call that jambalaya? It doesn't even come over pasta. Yeah. <laughs> and then and people were really upset that they could get it right away, that it wasn't cooked to order, and we thought, you know, you don't... What? Anyway, so some of these reviews, we were like, what is going on? But uh, people loved our truck. and friends, and, friends and, yeah. and it, was, it was a great experience. We, we did that for almost two years up in, in British Columbia. Yeah, so we were uh, walking through um, Chinatown one day, and uh, Billy turned to me and said, Sarah, we are Southern people. And something about that sentence um, started a conversation where we ended up picking up and selling our truck and moving to New Orleans to open a restaurant. And I was very, very, very homesick. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it's it's cold up there, isn't it? 
It is. It, you know, I'll say this. They did have four seasons, so that was kind of nice. But I like our four seasons better, the, you know, oyster, shrimp, crab, right, you know. Yeah, because by the time those lovely leaves start turning, you know what's coming next. And that can give you a sense of dread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was gray. A southern boy can get a sense of dread yeah. from that. Yeah. yeah. So we moved back to New Orleans, and we um, spent a year looking for restaurant space. Um, it was, it seemed like everything that we found, um, there was a catch, like we had to have um, gambling. Yeah. <laughs> and you liked Eloise too much. <laughs> we did, we loved her. So it, long story short, we ended up um, deciding, we had our third baby and like a lot of families ended up moving to the North Shore for all the great schools. And we built our house two blocks from here. And as we were um, building, this property came up um, it was Easter. Oh my gosh, it was Easter. And yeah, and it was raining and we saw this listing. We ran over here in the rain and walked through it. Uh, it had a big kitchen and we were like, yes, we'll take it. And then None we- None of this was here. This was a, this was exterior. Yes, so it what was, was the place when it you found it? It was a snowball stand, <laughs> but it had a full kitchen. Wow. You know, you could... They were serious about their syrup. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the crazy thing is, is that we decided, we were like, oh, uh, we want to take this place, but we're like, well, where's everybody going to sit after we had, you know, we're moving forward? And we're like, oh, we have to create a restaurant. So it was wonderful. We, um, we made a restaurant space, and what is so serendipitous is that we put in this gla glass garage door not realizing that a few weeks after we opened that was how we were going to show that we were open and greet our new customers because they couldn't actually come inside yeah i think we had a, maybe nine weeks at the mo and then shut down wow so, yeah, so we didn't pick the adventure. best year, but yeah, it's been an adventure for sure. But you're, you're still here. We're here. We ain't going anywhere. How'd you make it happen? I think the thing with COVID was that there was a lot of hope, right? There was a lot of hope that it was going to be a short period of time and that we were going to all just do what we needed to do as a community of people and that in a couple of weeks or a month or a couple of months. So we'd never thought that... Like everything that we did was all very temporary. And we thought, okay, yes, we can, um, you know, there was a suggestion that all of these restaurants become like bodegas because people didn't want to go to the grocery store. So we thought, okay, yes, we don't really want to just serve no name brand items. Well, let's talk to our local farmer and put together, you know, resell some of their vegetable baskets. Um, and that was wonderful. We met so many people that we're right here from Old Mandeville, being able to come and get their fresh vegetables. We had Leidenheimer's bread. We had fresh roasted coffee from down the street and from Flamjo. So we were getting to know our future customers by selling them some of their grocery items. Um, but all of it, every bit of it was thinking that it was going to be just a stopgap and that we were gonna get right back to normal really quickly. Yeah, and we even changed our hours through this. We were open for lunch and dinner. Now breakfast and lunch um, just kind of had to, as everyone says, pivot 
and, and change it up, you know? So, um, and it seems to be, be working for us, doing the breakfast and, and lunch right now. Yeah, but I would think 15 years in the kitchen with Frank Bryson, you've got some serious dinner chops going. I, I, still, I still want to um, scratch that itch, so to speak, you know, and, and if it's only, you know, every couple of weeks maybe doing a special dinner, um, yeah, this, it's, it's going to happen. I'm not quite sure how or, or when, but, yeah, I need, I need to, to have that outlet for sure. Well, let's talk about your food, Billy, because we've already identified that your jambalaya does not come on pasta. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your food. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, we live in a very special place, uh, as most of us know, right? Um, there's no place on earth like it, we, and especially in the United States. You know, we have the, you know, more, most special regional cuisine there is. And um, I'm all about keeping that alive, you know, and, and serving the things that I grew up eating and, and you know, my mama cooked for me and, and, but also, you know, also having fun and just cooking, cooking things that uh, my family enjoys to eat, that I enjoy to eat over time, just learning about food. Um, but, but definitely keeping some of the Louisiana classics and New Orleans classics uh, on the menu and alive are, is very important to me. How did food become your life, Billy? Yeah, you know, um, just like a lot of people say, you know, it was, it was Mama's Kitchen, you know. Um, going over there every Sunday and, and Thursday night to eat dinner and the things that she cooked and uh, just sparked my love of, of, of eating and, and cooking and watching her cook. Um, um, I actually went to school to become an engineer and graduated in mechanical engineering, but my senior year of engineering got a job washing dishes at a caterer, and that's when I fell in love with the kitchen, and I haven't looked back since. What are some of your signature dishes? Um, here at Rieger's, um, we have um, a catfish, like a, a blackened catfish sandwich that's big. That's one thing, too, with this change for COVID, I've kind of gone to an all-sandwich menu almost. Um, I guess there's a few things that aren't sandwiches, but um, that's where we focus everything, the things that were easy to go. But yeah, our catfish sandwich is one of, one of our favorite dishes here. Um, we serve it with a um, garlic basil slaw and some um, pickled jalapenos. Our red beans and rice, which are one of my favorites, you know, I mean, it's a classic, but, but it's uh, very good. Sarah, what about Billy's food is so special to you? He pulls together all of his experiences. So he also, after, when we, when we lived here, when um, Eloise was a baby, uh, he worked at Pesh. And so all of these citruses and vinegars were making their way into Billy's cooking. And, you know, I, I love that he takes New Orleans favorites and he combines them with other cultures, certainly other Asian cultures. Um, we get our bread from Dongfeng Bakery, and that's not an easy thing to do with our location and where they are located, but we're totally 100% committed to how delicious their bread is. And those are the things, Billy doesn't, doesn't cut any corners. Everything is always from scratch. He doesn't even use like a hand blender because 
he thinks that whipping cream should be whipped by hand. He just doesn't ever. He's um, not Terminator, right? Yeah, and he does it the right way anyhow. Always, always. And no matter how much time he has or what his resources are, he always um, does things with, to the utmost quality. And even, you know, our home kitchen to Rieger's is just wonderful to watch. And certainly wonderful to be the one that no longer goes near the stove and just says, you know, feed me Seymour. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've got a bunch of little mouths you're feeding besides. So Mm -hmm. we know about Eloise. Who who are Eloise's siblings? Uh, We have Eloise, who just turned eight. We have Adelaide, who is six. And then we have Archie, who is two. He's our little caboose. And they're all just uh, they have so much personality. They love the fact that mommy and daddy have a restaurant and they can come here and get Creole Creamery ice cream uh, every day. They love, um, you know, I think they've all had Billy's red beans and rice on their stroller tray, you know? And so if it, I mean, I can't tell you how many times a week that is the meal that they're having. Um, they just, yeah, they just love it. They are a great inspiration to work as hard as we do. Well, it must be so lovely to be introducing other families to this way of life because I can't imagine that your three little ones are alone here much at the ice cream shop. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely not. Um, that it, We live in a great community, and even for the small amount of time that we have been here, we really have made so many great new friends and the families have really flocked to us. We wanted a place where our uh, customers would not worry about, you know, little kids running through their tables. Um, And that really is, you know, we've created a great place for families. We have fun little toys for the kids to play with and uh, all of the ice cream comes with whipped cream and a cherry on top and you don't have to ask mom if you can have it you know like we 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 want them to enjoy coming here as much as their parents um but of course everybody but um we know that our children dictate a lot of our lives and they uh knowing where we can take them, where we can relax too, was really important that we create an environment like that. Um, so that's why it took us a while to get to this spot and we had to build it ourselves because every other scenario um, wasn't that perfect fit for us and for our family. What's so special to the two of you all about St. Tammany Parish? I love everything about living in our community. I love that we are surrounded by other people who love the outdoors uh, as much as we certainly do. Um, the The schools are wonderful. The proximity to the lake is wonderful. Um, I think that this is a much, it's a very, you know, New Orleans is a slower community anyways, and it feels hear that everyone lives like they're retired almost you know (laughs) they uh, are biking and walking and talking to their neighbor and um, we we also we live down the street from the dewdrop so um, the idea that we could sit on our porch and listen to some of these uh, these musical acts and bands that 
have you know made the trip over the bridge in a lot of cases to come and entertain our street like there's just this there's a great community and they've really embraced us during COVID for sure we feel very loved now I know that um, you all occasionally have some very special visitors from the South Shore so what's it like when chef and Marna come to visit <laughs> Uh, it's it's great. Um, I want to say it was right before shutdown what? was the last time Frank and Marna and Sandy and Rhonda everybody came up. It was such a surprise and so great to after so many years of, of being in their family and working with them um, to be able to, to feed them. You know, it was a really special day. And um, Frank has always, you know, uh, given me advice uh, after opening this place and, and just been a really good mentor in so many aspects yeah. yeah they could not be more supportive of what we do here um you know frank has this uh, he has this amazing platform and, and countless times he's used that platform to tell people about what we're doing here and we could not be more thankful to him and, and of course to marna to rhonda to sandy to the whole family so it's wonderful well we are sitting here at such an unusual and special time in our lives because after the last year we've had i feel as though we are all like standing on the edge of the canyon looking at something bright and new coming i hope what are you all looking forward to here at riegers on the trace yeah you know uh we talked about the the concert being canceled you know when we were already ready for it so i'm standing on that canyon waiting for for that to happen for live music to come back and i think that's going to be a very big part of what we do at the trailhead out here and at riegers to be able to to gather and have that party, have the music, and serve everybody good food and drink while they're doing that. Just the idea of that is so thrilling. We, I mean, we 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 knew that this was just going to be a wonderful location because of all of the activities that happen here. But I think too, I mean, we have we opened for dinner for a particular period of time. We had a, a real, you know focus on some menu items that we've had to like put on the you know on the back burner so really we're just ready for all of it to just open up you know all of those possibilities and where we have built a, a customer base that can't wait for a Thursday night pop-up at Rieger's on the Trace and and they just instinctively know there's going to be great wine and great music and you know all of those things. Thank y'all so much for talking with us. This Thank was such you. a treat. Thank you. This is an absolute thrill for us. We just could not be bigger fans. So thank you so much thank for you. coming and talking to us. That was Sarah and Billy Rieger of Mandeville's Riegers on the Trace. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate us on your preferred listening platform. Big thanks to our sponsor, the St. Tammany Parish Tourist Commission. Stay, play, and get away on the Louisiana North Shore. Discover the bounty of the bayou and rich culture from award-winning chefs, soulful mom-and-pop restaurants, extraordinary bakers, and creative mixologists. 
Request the free Explore the North Shore Visitor Guide today for inspirational stories, custom itineraries, and event information at louisiananorthshore.com. This podcast was produced by Reggie Morris for Poppy Tooker Broadcasting.